It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. The fantasy of their day job turns into a living nightmare when the lines of reality are blurred as two B-movie starlets battle movie monsters by day and real monsters by night. Now, if they could only get along with each other. You bitch! When the cameras stop rolling, the real terror begins. I love Lucifer. Created by Susie Singer Carter and Don Priest. Episode 19, up close with I Love Lucifer actor Mike Rad. Hi, everybody. I'm Susie Singer Carter, and I'm co-creator of I Love Lucifer, and I also play the role of Holly Quim. Yes, I'm Don Priest, and I am also the co-creator of I Love Lucifer, and I also play Holly Quim. No, I don't. No, I, I play uh, uh, numerous, numerous voices throughout the uh, first episode of the season, including the very scary vampire. Vampire. Uh, that's yes. Vampire. Uh, <laughs> Very vampire. Uh, what is blood for if not for sipping? That's what it says right here. What is blood for if not for sipping? Uh, excellent. There we go. Ah, uh, yes. and that <laughs> voice that you just heard is not mine. No, that voice is none <laughs> other than the spectacularly bespectacled Mike Rad. Oh. <laughs> Welcome, Mike. Thank Welcome, Mike. Let me let me tell let me tell the the audience and the listeners are thousands of people listening. Mike is such a phenomenal actor. I got the chance to work with him in a in our a mutual friend, uh, Michael Helf's movie, and um, we got to work smoking together. Smoking wet. I, smoking wet, and I played his his. I believe right. we were married, no. right? We were you married. You were married, right? and we and all three of us were in a scene together. That's we really so were amazing. Yeah, <laughs> and he was so much fun to work with. And when we were we were casting for I Love Lucifer, we said we have to have Mike in this project. So we brought him in, and we brought him in for a different role, which was what, what, which role was it? I forget. It was for uh, for for Typhon. Oh, for Typhon, right. And yeah. and Typhon has to be such an a-hole. And Mike was so... First, well, let's say hi to Mike first. Mike, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good. Yeah. Thank you for squeezing us into your busy schedule. Oh, geez. It's Sunday, fun day. So it's, it's fine. <laughs> and, uh, it's just another <laughs> Sunday fun day. <laughs> Yes, and it was an honor to be part of I Love Lucifer in a small, but it was so fun. Well, you know what? There are no small podcast roles, are there? There are none. There are none. There are none. No. They're not small. They're short, but maybe not, but they're not small. They're short. Cut it. You're obviously a demon hunter, and I'm obviously a demon. Oh, <laughs> <laughs>
the truth is, I'm just going to say that this is what I respect so much about like good actors. It's like, so Mike literally like the, Typhon had to be an a hole, and he had to be it, it, and like Mike voice just was so sweet and so like <laughs> lovely and I was like when we we had the mics off and I'm like Don he sounds so sweet like he's just too nice <laughs> and I go oh my god it's like just too nice and so we thought can we say it can we tell him and of course I just got brave and I just said you're just so nice and he goes what do you want me to do I'll do any role whatever you want <laughs> so nice of you because you took the you made us feel okay about changing the role and it wasn't you're obviously a great actor we just you know some that's the thing about being an actor right it, oh yeah it comes i mean down I'm, to um, you. I'm first into the uh you know the writing and what fits in the project you want to make the project good you don't want to hurt it you know if you're not right for it i have no virtually no ego in that at all <laughs> you are you know a rare mean, breed but, sir but i just don't yeah i tell people all the time i go i uh i root for my friends and i honestly honestly do not get jealous and no one the people will tell me oh i don't get jealous either and then they do you know yeah. i honestly just don't i go look there's yeah, parts for everybody that. There's enough out there for everybody. The right roles will come. And um, if my, and I want, I get so excited, sometimes more so when my friends get success. Aww. You know, or that's, just, you know so, so excited. And that, and I, I can tell because that kept me friendships for a long time where I see people lose friends, you know, certain people. And I don't because I'm, I feel like, you know, I'm reliable. You know that way. Yes, you're consistent. You're yeah. like, and and that and it makes sense because Michael's this Michael Hill, our mutual friend, is exactly yeah. the same way. You yeah. know, and it makes sense. And 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 Don and I like to think we're the same way. Like we get yeah. we get truly happy and excited, and and which is a great segue to say, my God, you have been so busy, and we've been so proud and happy with you every other day if it's not surfing in a beautiful yeah. sunset it's him with some stellar like star that i love that i wish i was working with i'm not saying that i'm jealous i'm just going i want to i want to work with them too that's amazing yeah. it's so exciting tell us what you've been up to um okay well uh the the latest thing i just did which was crazy was um i did it's four spots for australia commercial with gene simmons kiss oh nice. so he was yeah. in full makeup and he still does his own makeup and he's 72. but the Love funny it. thing about it was he's not he feels he's immune to me too or immune to appropriateness <laughs> you know, because of his timing. And uh, I was like, he, I was like, oh, wow, you can't say that anymore. And he would just say just like, anything has no problem. Like, I was like, this is crazy, you know, but I was laughing because I'm like, it's harmless now, you know, because right. he's older and he's not really capitalizing on right. what he's actually saying. But I was like, right, right, holy, right. Smokes. yeah, holy smokes! But I just teased him the whole time. You know what I mean? Like, but it, <laughs> but it is—it's a generational thing, though, right? It just is because you—you know, 
it's so generational and it's so embedded. It's so imprinted in, in you know, generation to generation. Like It was also part of his kind of his job description as a uh, rock star from the from the, from the 70s, 80s, whatever. It, I mean, that was that that persona. But it was I guess it was really him. Right. And he would be <laughs> he he's very, you know, confident as a businessman and as what he does. But it was interesting because he goes to me, he goes, you know, you need, Mike, you need to tell everybody you're the greatest actor in the world. He goes, I told everybody I was the greatest bass player, the greatest songwriter before I was even in Kiss. And he goes, and then it happened. I manifested. I go, yeah, but you kind of can't do that as an actor. Like, I am the greatest. Like he goes, I want you to do it right now. Like he was very into it. <laughs> That's hilarious, but but there's something to be said about that kind of like uh, bravado. Yeah. yeah, bravado. Because so a lot of people yeah. I know have gone a long way on bravado. You know, I can't. I wish I could. I, I wish, wish I, could. I could. Just I talking about that. Wish I could too. Yeah, we were just talking about that. Sometimes you got to toot your own horn because nobody's going to do it for you. So right, it's part of the business. That's hard for me and a lot of me others too. and then there's some Us people too. who are yeah. incredible at it you know no, absolutely just, and absolutely. i'm like wow that's really good but you know so yeah that that was that yeah. was the latest thing i just did those and it's for australia only which is fine but they st i started finding them on youtube you know already that's great so that's, that's awesome um, uh then there yeah and um yeah i did a little thing on Shrink Next Door, which you saw with Will Ferrell and yes. Paul Rudd, which is I an love, TV show. I love them both. That was so, I was like, I personally I, I love Paul show. Rudd. So great. Yes. So great. And what was so great is I did know Will in the 90s, you know, from the Groundlings. And sure. he, was, he was on SNL with my good friend Molly Shannon at the same time. So in the like late 90s and early 2000s, I would always, because it was before 9-11. So if there was a host or a band I wanted to see, I immediately flew to Saturday Night Live to go to the show. And if Molly oh, had given her tickets away, I would get Will's tickets to go, you know? So I'd bring my sister, bring my brother, and I'd flip-flop, bring a friend or whatever each time and go to the parties and stuff. But Will was always oh, so nice to me. And then, um, but I wasn't really friends with him. Like I'd been out to dinner with him and stuff, but I didn't, really know him you know and i knew him through the ground he's like he knew my name right but when right. i got on set he made me feel good by telling everybody that we used to hang out and we were friends oh, but we lost touch because of the business and it's not really true but he said it to make me feel comfortable what a you know, doll right? what nice a doll <laughs> And then in the scene, he just improvised with me. Just he goes, I want to give you extra. Like he just called me, you know, like stuff like that. So it was really nice. And Paul Rudd is the same way. And off camera, like you're just watching them improv together. And I feel like I'm a really strong improviser. But I felt like it wasn't my place to try to even out funny them if I could, which yeah. I couldn't do. <laughs> But I just sat there and just listened, <laughs> just like oh, just laughing. Oh my God. <laughs> what an honor! What a joy! Because I, my background is improv as well, and I started out in a, in I don't know if you know Lembeck's, so like Michael Lembeck and and 
it was like that they were like the troop at the time and then uh -huh. and then when the ground lanes came up then i i also moved over to the ground lanes and actually had yeah. um kathy griffin kathy, kathy griffin was my teacher yeah. she was my teacher oh, yeah. and and i was like top of my game at the lembex and then uh -huh. i go to the ground lanes thinking i'm going to be the like hot shit and she's like you're not funny. Get off the fucking stage. <laughs> that was the first thing that Kathy Griffin ever said to me. <laughs> it's like, oh my mm. God. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I was like, oh, I guess I have to start all over again. Because <laughs> you get yeah, comfy, it's right? It's a different, yeah, each thing. Because I did the Groundlings UCB and I did the Groundlings twice, actually. But I did the, um, you know, I went back years later again. But I, mm -hmm. I did UCB and Second City and each and wow. Stan Wells, which was an original yeah. founding for the Groundlings, you know, who created yes. that lap in format, which was my favorite. And I used to do that with him. And when we were with him, it was with the Transformers when Lisa Kudrow and Conan were in it. So oh I was gosh. there. You know, so were it was you there fun. With Robin Schiff was Robin Schiff there at the time. Do you remember her? She she wrote no. Romy and Michelle. And so, and she was at the Groundlings at the at the time that Lisa had just started. Because I'm just, I just okay, wrote something. Okay, so that's I'm coming just at, at the end of Lisa at the Groundlings. Got so. it. Okay. So then, and then you know, yeah. And then I was with yeah. So it's it's interesting the way you overlap with different people. You know. Mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. I even remember, I even remember one time, I did someone. My friend taught an acting class, and she had this girl who was really funny in the class she said and she goes i want you to come and do a scene with her will you do me a favor i wasn't in the class she goes will you do a scene right. with her you're really funny and you guys could do a good scene together so i came in did the scene whatever and she's like yeah i want to get in comedy and stuff and i go yeah you should do the groundlings and she goes the groundlings you know and i gave her all the information told her which teachers are good and stuff like that mm -hmm. and then didn't see her then Molly hosted Saturday Night Live and I went to when she hosted after she left. And Kristen Wiig goes, Mike Rad, oh, oh my God. God, I haven't seen you in forever. I didn't realize it was the same person from that class. Kristen Wiig, oh wow. Oh my God, like one of my favorites <laughs> in the whole world. That you wouldn't know, she used to be really heavy. So ah. she was skinny and I didn't recognize her. Oh my God! Wow. This is like really yeah, good. This is good. With the lady at the time, isn't that funny? That is That's so amazing. funny. No, she's one of my favorites. And when I was at Lembex, they used to bring in people that were they were grooming for series, who didn't weren't uh, really funny, but they were celebrities, so they'd bring them in. And then then uh, Helene Lembeck and Michael Lembeck. Michael's a big director now, and he was at the he he was also an actor too. He came from. Uh, uh -huh. But one day you know, at a time. One day at a time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah, and, yeah. And amongst other things, and his dad is famous. His dad started the the workshop um, from. He was like a Harvey, guy, Harvey, Harvey Lembeck, yeah. and he was he did like all the beach blanket bingo movies, and he was he played this this little uh, character who was like a motorcycle like bad guy, but he was like really short and very funny, good character actor. Eric and von. Z he played Eric von Zippa. That's right. Oh yeah. That's right. <laughs> yeah. And so, like, Sharon Stone came through our, our you know, she was there for years. We became really close friends. But, but I loved I loved improv. It's, it's good for everything. It's good as an actor and a writer, too. 
lot of writers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I loved it. I still do uh, this show at Second City. I haven't done it since COVID, but it's called Deep Dish. And oh, my gosh. It, it's really fun. It's what it is, is it's a style of a show there that they, you know, like, I'm going to like, I'll come back with that group a bunch of times. It's a couple of SNL writers that do it too. And what they do is we usually get a comedian or somebody to tell four stories, but then they come out, do a story and a monologue. And then we sit backstage, you know, four of us or five of us, and then come out and do an improv on what she said or he said, you know, and do the improv. And then you do four of them. And then the last one, you combine it all. You know, to keep oh, it fun. Thing. Wow. But it's fun because it's like kind of like the clap in format. You know, you just keep entering the state. Like as soon as you enter, you start a new thing for what the tangent was. If you're going to, um, you know, go back in time or in forward in time, you know, and different things like that. But it's a really like I've done the monologues and I've done the improv, but I love doing it. You know, it's really fun show. That is so that, we, I want to come see you. I want to watch yeah, it's fun. It's good. It's good. But you should do it because you could do even the story thing. I could get you I'd on love that. To. It's really cool. Would you? Oh, my God. Yeah, I would love that. Cool. That would be so much fun for me. I love it so much. It's I would love that. So fun. You posted something on Instagram that. Caveman? What was the character? Well, cavemen. 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 Yeah. It's like you've played more cavemen in your in your career. And I was thinking, and I've played more Bambies, yeah. more people named Bambies in my career than I care to mention, but I just did. Anyway, so. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I felt like I'm real confident with that because of, uh, like, I always liked, you know, you know how you look up different people's careers. Like, I've always liked Andy Circus, So I just felt like I could do a lot of body work like conform my even though now that i'm getting older i can still kind of change my posture and do a a demon or whatever so i've done a lot of prosthetics and i'm able they like me because i'm able to um slow my heart rate down so i don't panic you know because it is so claustrophobic and i don't like it i am Mm -hmm. uncomfortable and I realize what's going on, but I refuse to complain. You know, I'll just, I'll just pretend, okay, this is going to be on and I know it's going to take hours to take off. So don't think when you're over, all right, it's off. No, to get to that warm towel, which you're praying yeah. for, but I can do it. And they, you know, I'm just like, okay, just kind of calm down. But I also learned like when those stories of Jim Carrey, you know, doing the Grinch, where he had to get trained by the seals and stuff. And people go, people were complaining going, oh, why is he complaining? He made millions of dollars. I go, money doesn't matter when you're in that trauma. Exactly. It's it's full torture. It's Especially if you have contacts in. Yes. Yes. I I once, I did a music video and I had a a group and and I, they made a, they made a mask of my face for my singing partner and a mask of her face for me yeah. so we could switch like that and take them off. You know, it was like a pop, we uh-huh. were in a pop group. And I remember like having to get that that mask made, you know, the cast for it. And you have to breathe through yeah, a straw. Yeah. And, and Absolutely, she, yeah. And, and I was going through like, it was really my early 20s and I was going through like anxiety times anyway. And I was like, I had to be like you. I was like, 
do not get an anxiety attack. This will be off in 20 minutes, but it's hard because you're all you're doing is breathing through a, a straw. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. It's definitely freaky. You know, it can be freaky, yes. and yeah, it's, it's tough. But um, yeah, I uh, every time I'm up for one of those jobs, I go up. Like I know what it entails now. You know what I mean? At first, I didn't. Like my first right. one was x-files and that was so traumatic that i didn't really? realize how traumatic it was because it was my whole body and face uh, oh. what happened was it was like time space continuum happens i'm making out with my girlfriend and then this ship this this alien ship comes over and anything that's touching becomes morphed so they had um actually um the girl who played it was a dancer was the only white girl from in living color dancer fly girl okay she played my girlfriend and then when they attached the body to her the body they used was tracy lords so i oh, wow. her body <laughs> but my arms were through her my legs were through her so i couldn't walk and they had to put me in a car laying down and then stand me up and then after hours and hours of multiple people working on you with animatronics and all this glue and everything, when it was done, they took it off. Okay, Mike, do the scene before and after. <gasps> you know, and Vince Gilligan wrote uh, that episode, you know, from Breaking Bad, you know, because right. that's where he was. Sure, sure. Yes. Yeah. They were just like, I just had to, you know, just do it. Like, I was like, yeah. I got to almost had to separate yourself from the trauma that you were in for that many hours to right, just, right, right. and you didn't like, know, you know, going, and as your first one, yeah, you don't know when the end is coming. Yeah. You don't know, you know, and I did, you know, once you've done it, yeah, it's terrible, but you at least know kind of the, yeah, you, know, you knew kind of how it was going to go. Eventually. And they were like, they got me back yeah. on set and I just had to be like fresh, like nothing ever happened to me. Cause I was doing the scene before. And then the scene after I didn't remember that this happened to me. So I had to do that. You know, which is interesting, but fun thing, fun thing about those and about COVID because of my past, some sci-fi shows and some different things I've done. I was going to ask you I that, never, yeah. yeah, I never, I never felt comfortable to do conventions and people ask me, you know, you should do conventions. And I go, well, mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't necessarily a series regular. I don't know if people will remember me. Right. So I go. So during COVID, I just went on and I go, you know what? I'm going to join these fan sites of Buffy and X-Files and Charmed and different shows I was on. And I did it and I sent them pictures of being in makeup and behind the scenes stuff. I did the Buffy. I got 10,000 messages in one day. Oh my God. Look at you. You're so like famous. It, oh. it, was insane and i was like whoa i go people actually care about it and they wrote such they nice know. things and then they i tried know. to answer everybody i could you know personally so hard you know yeah. thank them with their name and stuff and then with that. <laughs> the, the conventions contacted me through that they saw that so now i'm going to do these conventions you know like now and it's funny how those conventions work i'm like these conventions pay way more than I made on Buffy. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, you're, yeah. You're preaching to the choir. My ex was a, a regular on Babylon 5. So he was, and so he's still, good. Babylon 5 has been off the air 
for I don't know twenty five years now. Ever, and, <laughs> and he's, he's still uh, making conventions. He's, he's still making the living off of conventions. Yeah, you because the sci-fi I, world, it, they're just they are so loyal. And and support and they remember everything. They remember everything. <laughs> yeah, like they've More sent than, yeah. me stuff. They they'll DM me from something and they'll go, "Will you sign these pictures?" And then they send me copies for me. But I'm yeah. like, these are like set photography. These aren't still shots. Like, where did you get these? Yeah, it's you amazing. Know, like, they are even, so like I didn't even have a like. It's this part that I didn't. There wasn't even a close up. Like you have a close up of this. Like, how Don't did you ask. get it? Don't even ask. Wow. Jason Jason got so many like he got full on like books. Books like were that were made and written for him and scrapbooks and and films oh, and you don't even know. Like 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 an artwork. Artwork that was amazing artwork. Like tons and tons and tons of it. Yeah, it's just it it's it's amazing. They're voracious. It's a and whole it's, world unto it. Yeah. They are, and they don't. Is, they they do. They don't miss anything. They they literally every detail. Yeah, they really the inspiration. It's amazing. It was, it was one of the inspirations for I Love Lucifer. To be honest with you, because I was cast in a in a musical called Scream Queens, which was about these six Scream Queens at a convention signing autographs, and they were there, you know, in that in that. Uh, community and waiting they were waiting for Roger Corman to show up for their big break right and so I had yeah and I was married to Jason Carter at the time who was who played Marcus uh, Cole on Babylon 5 one you know the the roguish British you know heartthrob Uh so I had gone to so many conventions with him and and knew the whole world of those conventions so I was like what a fertile place to play in as for for a show, right? So that's where it all came from. So it's exactly what you're talking about is like the, yeah, the cons, and you should definitely be doing them for sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, absolutely. yeah, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna try it and see how it is. They've, you know, booked me on them, so I'll see. You know, it seems fun. You know, it'll be fun. Give it a shot, and you know, the the coolest thing is that you'll be wearing the I Love Lucifer shirt when you do it. That's Where so it awesome, Mike. It's so generous of you. It's amazing. <laughs> Why not? Well, that, of course. <laughs> that's Mike. He's all about that. He's so generous. Yeah, it's absolutely. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so it was a natural progression you for you to, you've done all these demon roles, and then suddenly, here comes I Love Lucifer, and what are you in I Love Lucifer but a demon? Well, an I'm amazing a demon. demon. I'm a, yeah, Fluffy Bunny is a you demon. Are. Fluffy Kitty. Fluffy Kitty, Kitty, Kitty. was Fluffy yeah. In epi- yeah. Episode okay. eight uh, is is where Mike uh, is is featured as a demon called Fluffy Kitty. Yes. And he just put his own Mike Rad spin on it, and it's so fun and delightful, and what? and oh, and so. And scary. it goes into it's it. So well, Fluffy Kitty turns into Goat Man. So he turns into a goat man. So, all right. In so, fact, why don't we play a clip? Okay. <laughs> Let's play, Let's a, play clip. a clip. Okay. Done. How wow, great was that, that was amazing. He's adorable, right? Yeah, it is moving. I'm a, I'm a little teared up. Wait, stop. Yeah. Okay. Ah, uh, that's funny. Um. Okay. So, so when you did it, okay. Um. Susie, so take how, a breath. Take a breath. <laughs> How so? What do you think about working on podcasts? Do you like it? How how was it? Yeah, it's super fun. Well, you guys are great. 
So oh, it's very <laughs> easy uh, to take direction from you. And uh, it's, uh, it's, it's super, super fun. Um, and it's, it's good because you can do it uh, mobily. You know, I don't, you know, not that I wouldn't like to be there in the studio with you directing me in person, but um, with technology now we can do it remote, yeah. which, is, which is, which is, yeah. Bad. I mean, we but, did it during COVID. We had to do it because of COVID. I mean, next season, yeah, let's get that next season made. Yeah. You know, we'll, we hope to do it in studio, but you know, if you can't, you know, you've got a nice setup there and you do what you got to yeah. do, but uh but yeah. let's just be it, honest, it, it was... you guys. I just want to say, tell the listening, like, you, Mike does a lot of voiceover, too. So he was hooked up. Like, where were you when you recorded it? I think you were in Florida when you were. Um, I no, I was, were... I was back here by then. I was, I was in you L.A. Were? Yeah, he was here. Yeah, oh, I, I thought back. you were in yeah. Florida. Okay, but you have your own equipment. So Wait, you brought it with you. I can't remember what month it was. Because I, I got back to Florida it, I don't remember the exact month when we recorded. We can look that up, but, but I, I might have been in Florida. I thought you were. You might but, be right. But you had your. No, I think I, I remember was that. Florida. Yeah, I thought you were. But again, it was so great because he was so professional. He had all his equipment, and and it was like this is great because we were we were recording in people's closets all over the world. It was crazy. It was like such a weird was, time. Yeah. That's so and with, with with horrible microphones and bad, you know, it's like, oh, my God, it sounds like you're in your bathroom. Like, yeah, well, that's where I am right now. So that, <laughs> no, that's the only one. Do it. <laughs> so, <laughs> but but so, uh, no, so, so it's you... obviously it's great when you have somebody who's. Yeah, it's been good. Stuff. It's yeah. good to have your equipment because I did some like um, like voices for like uh video games or different things like that on voiceover and some of the stuff they like i had auditioned with a with a you know mp3 and then i also recorded in a wave and then they go just send us the wave like i they didn't yeah. even want me to redo it and they just used nice. it yeah that's, that's so amazing. great. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm not surprised. I'm, like, I'm not surprised. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Yeah, they're just like, they're like music to it or whatever they're going to do, you know? Yeah. But they yeah. go, oh, thanks. Absolutely. You know? And it's just, I'm like, that's You're the one best of those way. actors, Mike, that you're one of those actors that is just consistently good. You're professional. You have, you're the kind of, you're a dream actor because you're easy to work with. You, you're just, you're professional. You, you're talented. You're everything. It's like there you you bring it, and you have a unique sound. Your sound yeah. is really unique, and like it worked so perfectly for for Fluffy Kitty because mm -hmm. you know you could have said, "Oh, it's a demon. I'm going to play." You know, it's like no, no. You you just did you, and it worked it beautifully. So well, that's what kind of what you wanted too. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You. you did give me because the note. I didn't come up with it totally. <laughs> <laughs> well, any but you're good to and you're easy to direct. So there, that's enough compliments. Okay, you know, no, you really. I mean that from the bottom of my heart. I do mean that. And I and so we're gonna we're gonna like you know put you on the spot and say, will you do episode? Do, I mean season two when we uh, get there. You have of to we'll write you a different role, of course. Something yeah. new, something new and exciting. Yeah, of and we'll, and we'll pay you. We'll pay you this time. <laughs> Because <laughs> we're not doing it unless there's money. 
<laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get a partner, and we're 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 so excited about it. And um, you know, it was COVID, y'all. So we just all got together like a like the creative tribe that we are. Well, I am so uh, proud of you both because this is I know what it takes to do a project like this. And it's a massive undertaking. And then after seeing you in your success in your short film, and you know, it's just like you guys are making it happen. And you're really so it's not even a question like when, you know, our mutual friend Michael, who's health, who's the director and stuff, would ask me, Oh, you know, there want you know, you wanted to talk to me and I'm like, Absolutely them. You know what I mean? It's like and then there's some other people where I'm like, Okay, that's gonna be just a favor. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> this I would do. You know what yeah. I you know what well, I mean? I was like I was like the you know, these people work really hard and and come up with really good quality material, which is oh, great. Thank you. Thank well, you so we much. we try to we've tried to form like or we're trying to form as producers like this this family or this group of people that we love to work with who are talented, uh, and you know when you find those people you gotta latch well on to them and keep them and so yeah <laughs> and and when it's mutual it's just it's it's a magical thing so yeah. you know uh, it, and from that yeah comes you, some great you know stuff. that I mean it's uh, I I understand why. Um, people work with same crews or same things when they find them, you know, you'll, 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 you'll maybe edit out that one, one or two person to get the crew that's perfect for you and matching mm -hmm. personalities. And that also helps you get from point A to B quicker. They get the sense. They don't necessarily have to have the same sensibility, but they have to get your sensibility and you get theirs. Right. You know, right, and, right, right. and when it's like that, and it's not a fight, and it's mutual. Right. You're just kind of progressing and building. That's yeah. become so magical. I think, you know, because I have, it you does. know, I have other friends that are successful filmmakers, and I see, I go, oh, you know, you take that, you learn how they do yeah. it, and how they work with other people, and why they work with them, and how they treat everybody. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I'm just like, totally. oh, wow, that's yeah, that totally. and, and you get, creating a yeah, creating a comfortable environment. So it allows you as an actor to try things if you've got an eye, you know, it's like, OK, we'll get it the way we want it. And now let's like let you go. And from yeah. that comes some really unexpected and sometimes amazing things that we, the you know, best. we never yeah. thought of, you know. Right, so. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's always yeah. that's always fun to see. I too. have no ego in, in it at all. Like if I, I I'll take ideas from anywhere. I, seriously, because people, you know, yeah. I'm open. I I love directing and and producing so much like I I've been an actress, as you know, I still act sometimes, yeah. but but put me behind the camera and I'm literally smiling the entire time. I, I love it so much. I get such a joy working with actors and, and working, just watching everything unfold. It's, it's the greatest high for me. I love it. I love, love, love it. So I, 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 I worship the collaboration. I think it's awesome. Yeah. 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 It's, 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 fun when it yeah when it's all working like that it's the best yeah i think like that's magic yeah. 
Yeah. So, so what, what else is so, happening? So you. Uh, oh, oh, I was going to. I was just going to ask you because I know that you like to surf a little bit, just a touch. Yeah. That surfing fine. has been yeah, a yeah, big yeah. part of your life. Um, yes. Is there any correlation between surfing and acting? Like, where is there something yeah, you bring from it, surfing it, into acting? Well, look, I started. I don't know. Like, I start. I, I surfed my whole life since I was four years old. Jeez. So, so, and I wanted, my goal was to become a professional surfer. So right after college, I knew I was going to be an actor and going into the film industry, but I wanted to try that first. So I immediately moved to Hawaii and lived there and pursued professional surfing. And then I got severely injured to where I couldn't, I mean, I recovered, but because I lost the sponsors, I couldn't afford to support myself on the tour at that time on the, you know, the lower level tours, yeah. not the top. Mm -hmm. But I was like, I can't do the traveling. Cause I, uh, the thing was my rehab, when I got better, I was just hanging on with the other people, like right there at their level, you know, and if I went on tour, when you're around, it's like being around great actors, you get better. Mm -hmm. And right, sure. I, I got better, but then losing them, by the time I rehab, they got even better. And I couldn't right. catch up, you know, mm -hmm. but, but the, the thing that I think the best lesson I had, I was a big wave surfer. So, you know, I surfed 20 foot and stuff and I did it before they had jet ski assist and before they towed in, you know, we paddled in everything and you were out there on your own, you know, no one's going to rescue you back then, you know? So the thing I learned about it was what I liked about it, the way I approached it was I, I would never go back on my word on anything. So to give myself the bravery, I knew, like, say I knew the swell was coming from the Aleutian Islands in Alaska and I knew it was going to hit Hawaii, right? Tomorrow. So I would go to you guys. I'm surfing tomorrow. Okay. I would tell everybody. So I didn't want to see it and then be like, I'm not surfing. You know what I mean? That's too big. I would be like, I convince myself I'm going out and then... I would paddle out where you couldn't see the wave breaks. It's called backdooring it, where you go out the backside. So you're looking at okay. the back of the waves. And then I would okay. sit out and not sit too long because I would get too scared. I knew you just got to go. So then if you wipe out and survive, you go, okay, I survived it. That gives me something. Or if you make the wave, then you're seeing other people go down and you're like, oh, that looks crazy. But you already have the confidence because you made one. But the wow. thing is, when you paddle for a wave when it's big, it's interesting because here, like say you're in California or you're in Florida or in the East Coast and a wave comes and you paddle for it and you go, oh, that looks too scary. I don't want it. And you pull out and you don't take it. That's fine. Big waves, you can't do that because the swell's moving so much that it's moving so much water that once you paddle, if you kick out like that, now you're in the impact zone. So a 20 foot wave could break on you. So what I liked about it was when you went, you had to go. There's no, right. it took out the hesitation. Yeah. So it's There's just no turning back. Focus. So I felt like that ended up happening, helping me 
with my acting career as confidence in being able to do a role that you might not be able to think you could do. Like, it's just like, no, head down. It may take longer, may take more homework to do it. But it's not like I go, if you give me enough time, I'll get there. Like if I have enough time to prepare, I can focus and convince myself whether well, it's like who, fake confidence doing... or real confidence, it's almost the same. You know what I mean? I can just Absolutely. Yeah. You, kind of, but you just is. have to go for it. You have to you have to go for That's it. You have to go. Right. You gotta jump yeah. in. Like you're on set, everybody's waiting, it's cost money to do this set. You gotta do it. Yep. You know, there's no, oh, well, I don't know now. You know, let me think about that. Yeah. Yeah. Let me think about it. No, it's just. And and it's the fake. And there is something about faking it to make you fake it before you make it. So it's like in in anything in life, if you're in a depressed mood and you put on a smile, even though you're not really feeling it, it actually changes the chemistry in your brain. It does. Yeah. 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 And I I remember that famous story of, uh, Bill Murray talking about how he learned how to audition from Gilda Radner because Gilda Radner came from wealthy money. So she didn't need to get the part for money. She just had this, she had this insane confidence that everybody loved her as soon as she walked in the room. You know, everybody loved her. Like when she went in for Godspell, it was like, well, we're casting her first because also she didn't care about like, I have to get this where he's like, I got to get it. So he was just like, Bill Murray said, then on, he goes, I created fake confidence. I just said, I'm going to be so confident, but I'm acting that. I'm not. Yeah, and you see it in everything he did. You see that right. in everything he did that early done. on. And easier yeah. said than done because... Yeah. I can't do it 100% of the time. I try, but I can't. But that's it. You try. At least you try. try, But I can't, you know, (laughs) you know, yeah, there, 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 there's plenty of things that I'm afraid of, but I don't want to let you know I am. You know what I mean? Of course not. I don't want to Yeah, you can know it as long as nobody else does. So Yeah. (laughs) Where did you live in Hawaii? I lived on Kauai for a year. Mm-hmm. in this town called Princeville, which was next to Hanalei. And then I lived on the North Shore of Oahu. I was going to say, because I, we, yeah, we filmed. Between pipeline, pipeline and Sunset. I lived in between. Yeah. yeah. We live, I lived there for three and a half months when we worked, when I co-produced Soul Surfer, the movie. And when yeah, I yeah, was yeah. there, yeah, when I was there, you know, Pipeline, that was, that was the highest waves they've ever had. I think they were 100 feet waves or something like that. Or, and nobody, they had to close I don't know the, if they were that big. but No, they were, <laughs> I'm telling you, there was a tsunami. We had to go to the center of the island oh. because there was a tsunami. So, and they had to close the beaches for like a week. And there was, no, it was crazy. The waves were Oh, outrageous. I hear you, I hear you. I got, I had a dream come true for me as a surfer besides trying to be a pro surfer was when I came out here, I worked, uh, I did a Snickers commercial, which I had to surf and wipe out on purpose at Pipeline. And oh my gosh. They, they kept calling me going, it's going to be 10 feet. It's going to, are you sure? Are you sure? I go, this is what I live for. Like I was in my twenties, I was in my prime and I was like, I can't wait to do this, you know? And I got there and it was like my favorite 
surf photographer was filming me, Don King at the time in the water, water uh -huh, photography. Uh -huh. His photography, I loved all his surf movies, you know, and his photography for surfing magazine and surfing, you know, so I got him, but I had to line it up as soon as he was in the water a certain way. I had to fall no matter how the waves were. And they cleared out pipelines just like they cleared it out, you know, for soul surfers, you know, when they clear it out right. to film, they cleared it out just for me. And oh, wow. <laughs> I got to, so, but I had a fall every time, but there was a couple of tubes where I was like, I didn't fall. I go, this wave's too good. <laughs> and I had to make it and they go, you didn't fall. But then, then I remember they looked at the dailies at the end of the day, you know, after the first day and they couldn't use any of it because the, the, the gag was I'm surfing. I wipe out. I lose my shorts, a dog on the beach comes, grabs the shorts, <laughs> runs away. And then it's like, I'm in there eating a Snickers in the water going, got time for a Snickers, right? That's the okay, game. Okay. So, so um, when we did it, they said they couldn't use any of that because it looked like I was killed. Like it looked too violent. Oh my God. It looked too violent. <laughs> So then for a commercial. Yeah. yeah. So then the next day there was a, another we were at a off the wall, different break. And I did an aerial out like I kicked out and did this aerial where I kicked the board away and fell. And they used that for the commercial. Oh. <laughs> and, but you and it wasn't Don King. That's it was amazing. just the regular film guys shooting from the beach. That's what they use. Oh, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna That's find amazing. that and put it in the and I'm gonna edit it into this. Uh, yeah, yeah, so it's fun. pretty funny. Well, Do you have the amazing. outtakes, the, the ones where you, uh, where I you don't, went from I the first wish day? I did. Oh, that would be amazing. I wish I did, because <laughs> it was water camera in the tube. It would have been amazing. Uh. I learned how to surf, and I got up on my first time, and I thought, oh, because I'm, I'm athletic, right? I'm a dancer, so I dance. Sure I, I think dancing. I'm, and I'm like, this will be, I'm good at this. I'm strong. I go out there, I get, I get and uh, they paid for lessons with us. And, and on Bethany Hamilton, her whole family was there. I get up on mm -hmm. my first wave. I never get up again. I never get up again. And <laughs> to this day, <laughs> paddling is so hard. Paddling out, there's so much energy. And watching Bethany, who, if you don't know Bethany Hamilton, she's amazing. She's no, I so do. Strong. I don't know her personally, but she's, she's a, a phenom. I mean, if you've seen just la last year, I think, even this year she was in the pipe. They got, She got a yeah. water party, right? but yeah. last year, I think it was last year, she got that wave at pipe that she took off behind the peak. Even Kelly Slater and the other guys go, hey, she did this with one arm one and it arm. was so crazy. It's the wave that arm. she got. Like it, you, she he goes. I'll put that wave up with anybody. That wave she took off on, and and Bethany knows. Like she's like I always say, she's a freak because she's so freaking strong. She's paddling out with one arm. It's like, what are you talking about? When you I'm get up and. Right. I yeah, mean, I and when she surfs, I can do her surfing thing because she she like has to compensate like this so that she doesn't yeah. you know so because she doesn't have the weight of her arm. It's mm -hmm. she's just incredible. She's just incredible, like, like watching incredible. her surf. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah. I, I don't, yeah, I'm just like, I, I am uh, impressed every time she paddles out.
I did um, longboard, like, pad what is that? The paddle kind sure. where you just stand up and do it? Stand up high. Paddle I boarding, did, yeah. I did that pretty good. I was pretty good at that. <laughs> well, that's good. That's fun. But it's fun. No, it's really fun, though. And, and North Shore is so, like, it's such a interesting place to be because it's like hip it's almost like it's it's never changed i imagine it's the same as it's ever been because it's just hippie and and kind of surf surf dude acai bowls you know that kind yeah, of stuff yeah 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 yeah, yeah right yeah no it, yeah. it is it is and uh yeah it's that whole lifestyle like when i go because i go every year the, the only first year i didn't go in a long time was last year because of covid but I'm, yeah. I'm going to go again the end of March for just a week. But I, I, I have my friends there. And when I go there, it's still like a second home. Like, it's not like I'm traveling. Wow. Like, when I'm on the North Shore, I know so many people. You know what I mean? And, and then I knew all these, when I lived there, all these guys that were little kids are all on the tour now. So yeah. <laughs> I know <laughs> I remember them as little kids, like the guy who just got number one, who just won Sunset. I remember um, when he was little with my, he was my friend's best friend, son's best friend. And I remember coloring with a coloring book with them and then oh surfing at point when he was eight. And then when he was 10, he was better than me because he's <laughs> trajectory. And now he's yeah, never yeah, won yeah. Now he's number oh one. Oh my God. You know, oh my great. God. Amazing. You know, it happens. Fun, fun, fun. Wow. Well, yeah. Michael, thank you so, so much for being a guest with us because this has been so much fun. So fun. I and look I, forward to doing the next I Love Lucifer. That'll be so yay. fun. Yay. Absolutely. Way. We're, we're going gonna to try to make season two happen. Um, if everyone wants to uh, make that happen, uh, first of all, just listen to uh, every episode, including episode eight. Minions, Hordes, and Legions, oh my, featuring Mike Rad as Fluffy Kitty. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Susie Singer Carter as Holly. And yes. um, it's just, it's, it's, it's people like Mike that make our show so special. They're, they're you know, doing it, yeah, it's so creative and, and just doing it because they love it too. Yeah, yeah and thank you for asking me for this podcast. This is really fun. It's to see you guys. It's so fun. Fun well, to see you great too. Great seeing you too. Yeah. We'll have to do it in person yeah, again. I can't again. wait to so see you just, in person. Yeah. So hopefully soon. Totally. Yeah. Totally. All right, you all. Absolutely. So share, subscribe, and look. We may be doing a, a, a Indiegogo soon, so stay tuned. All right. Bye, everybody. Right. Absolutely. Thank you. Right. Take care. Okay. Bye. I love this fur. You can't write that shit. <laughs>